DJ and PK in the morning, proudly presented by Mark Miller Subaru. All right, question of the morning. Impressions of the youth season opening win over Weber State. And Chappie says, Weber State looked good. <laughs> Deplorable Ute says, they played pretty penalty-free for the most part. Brewer should have had four touchdown passes, but two were dropped. The defense was pretty solid, and special teams pretty much hated the rain delay more than the fans. <laughs> Give up a touchdown on a kickoff return, and it goes straight into a rain delay. Get to hear yeah. about it the whole time. That kickoff return was one of the more exciting kickoff returns I've ever seen because it was right up the gut, you know? And just, wow, man, he just blazing speed. It was fun to watch. I'm sure you fans weren't appreciative of that, but uh, they were always going to win the game, obviously. So I enjoyed it very much. I mean, it was about as exciting a kickoff play as you're going to see. Just to see. And then you have, you know, the little guy versus the big guy, and they score and take the lead. Uh, they did that. They were up 10 the last time they played them, if I remember correctly. I saw Jerry Bovee in the men's room, and he just looked at me at the time like, wow, can you believe this? <laughs> and uh, uh, Actually, I couldn't, but uh, it was it was a great play. And I think that the, the good thing about the Utes, they were always going to win the game. There was never any doubt about that, that it gave Kyle enough ammunition to sharpen focus uh, in practice when they resume, get back out of the field, uh, because they made enough mistakes. The drop passes, it, it just continues to be, it plagues Utah. I don't know what it is. It's probably, you know, every program obviously has drop passes, but it seems like off the top of my head, just looking at it, that Utah has more than than most teams. They've got to correct that. Uh, and what, a delay on a... PAT, not enough guys out on the field. So they made enough mistakes where the coaches can easily get their attention. Uh, but you got to like what you see. You got to like the basic package of the team. Looks pretty good to me. And they've got a shot, you know. It's a long way to go, obviously. But at this point, you, sh- you could be optimistic about their chances. Whether they get it done or not, I can't say. But it looks like they've got the talent to get it done, and there's going to be some huge games down the line, and it should be a fun season for you fans and their football program. Dalton Kincaid, we've heard a lot about him from Kyle, and Stood uh, out. and he delivered in game one. Absolutely no question about it. And Frothingham dropped the pass, uh, so and that's going to stick in Kyle's craw, as they say. But uh, Kincaid bet on himself coming up from uh, whatever level they play, division, what is it, San Diego? It's the same level as Weber State, but it's a okay. non-scholarship league, the Pioneer yeah. Football League. Yeah, yeah. So. and uh, so he bet on himself. It's a good story. You like to see guys like that. He didn't, I don't think he played football until late in his high school career, if, uh, if I remember the story. I'm pretty sure I do. And so, yeah, they've got a lot of talent right there, those two guys, and obviously Keithy. Keithy had uh, sort of a drop. It was a little behind him, but uh, knowing what we know of him, his great interview. We've interviewed him several times over the years. Uh, he absolutely believe he should have caught that. There's no question about that. And most of the time, he will catch that. It wasn't right on the numbers. He's going to his uh, across the field, and it was back behind uh, his right shoulder instead of ahead to his left shoulder area. Uh, but he's a really good player. Andy Ludwig is an excellent play caller. So things are in place. And the first game, yeah, 
I'm, I'm, I have mixed feelings about these opponents that they play. And they're, they're not, it's not exclusive to Utah by any stretch. When I say they, I mean in general rather than you're talking. You're talking about the money games, yeah. plus especially when it's a money game against a team that has 22 fewer scholarships. I mean, I, li- I, I, I don't like it, but I understand it. But you'd like it if it were upgraded so they had a money game against the bottom of the Mountain West. Problem is the bottom of the Mountain West doesn't want money games. They want home and homes. There aren't enough of those out there so people go off to the big sky to get their money game. Yeah, I suppose so. Uh, That those are the realities of the situation. So I can endure it. Get it if you're going to have it. Absolutely, get it out of the way as soon as possible. You don't want to go SEC style, play at game eight or eleven. Oh, that would be such a <laughs> yeah, just, I know, every waste year, of time. That's what it is. Herb waste. Street knocks on that, and I can support him a hundred percent. You know, it's just not not anything you want. I, I I understand why BYU does it because they're in the unique situation of the scheduling of trying to get these guys earlier. And they can get that game any time of year. So why not get it in November and give your fans a day game when potentially it's a bad weather situation? So that can, that makes sense. I, I just I, I wish that they could be some type of rule that says don't do it, and so have have some better competition. But I understand everybody does it, so. You know, you can't knock, uh, or most everybody does it anyway, you can't knock an individual school for doing it when so many of them do it. Thomas, 12 carries for 107 yards. He was the kind of back Kyle wants, running through tackles, showing a little burst. Didn't have any uh, long, outrageous runs, but, you know, had a 20-yarder. Yeah, the, he's he's on notice though because he's had one fumble. Fumble, right? And that's going to just jump out at you because he screams turnover margin. I mean, everybody wants it in their favor, but Kyle really, points really. to it yeah. and stresses it big, big time. He says it's the most important stat behind the final score, and that's uh, what he looks at. He goes right to that the turnover. See where you're at there. So they've got to. Make sure the running backs. That's going to knock you down a peg, uh, and so he's got maybe maybe you get two mulligans on that. But if you get him back to back, then you're going to suffer. And what I mean by that, if he has a fumble against BYU and they lose, even if they regain it, it's still going to catch his Kyle's eye for sure. But it's like if you have two or three, but you space them out every five games, maybe maybe you can buy some. Uh, less grief <laughs> but if you have it against BYU that's going to be a huge red flag for uh, Whittingham and what he preaches uh, so for Thomas he needs to hold on to the ball give him one you know this obviously it wasn't going to hurt them but yeah I mean once once they started mentioning his name three four five times in training camp I'm not the brightest guy in the world <laughs> but, but it's like all right we got something here you know, and then you start doing research on him. You see where he's come from. You start talking to people uh, around the program, and you're saying, and you find out, yeah, he's been looking good. So, not a surprise to me that he looked good because they were the ones who first brought him up. I didn't know anything about him, but they start bringing him up, and you listen to him. And then when the running backs coach comes and Andy Ludwig comes uh, and speaks to the media, all right. Something's there, and then it's easy to find out 
that they like him. You just one or two questions from people around the program, and they'll tell you, yeah, he looks good. And I thought he looked very good. To me, he right now, he should be the starter. If you're going to base it on what they're doing, and it's not just exclusively in the games, but that goes a large, a long way toward it, he should be your starter next week, and Bernard should be getting the second carries. And the other two, see what they can do when they get the opportunity. Thomas averaged nine yards a carry. That's an eye-popping number, 12 carries for 107 yards. But that turnover issue, its you can go. If your other back, if your next back is averaging six yards a carry, you can live with that. And Bernard was a good receiver out of the backfield early in the game. He had three catches in the first two possessions. He was effective. So if Thomas is going to fumble, Kyle's going to switch. Because his, the, per, the production with Bernard isn't as good. But it's good, so it makes it an easy switch because he's just not going to tolerate the fumble. No, he looks promising. There's no doubt about it. Uh, he he, and it, it's funny because the way it played out with him being younger, uh, he was willing to stay. All the three other guys who left, they were older. Now I'm not sure he's better than any of the three. It's just he had a little more time on his side to where he could develop, and the other guys felt like they were running out of time. They'd been in the program for multiple years and still hadn't seized the position and weren't getting, to, according to them, enough playing time, and then they saw uh, uh, Ty do what he did, so they took off, and Bernard had more time on his side, so he stayed. And maybe he would have been better than them uh, if all things were equal anyway. If they were in the same grade, maybe he was better than the other three to begin with. But he certainly looks promising and looks like there's something there. Uh, you can be excited about him. I don't know that he'll be a big-time back or Marines to be seen, but he's going to see the field. He's going to have his opportunities, and as a football player, really that's what you want, and it's up to you to do what, what you can with those opportunities. But right now, I would go Thomas. To me, there was that was the separation that I was looking for, and I saw it. Question of the morning, what were your impressions of the Utes? Uh Scott says some things to clean up, but very promising. Love the running back depth, and Brewer looks legit. Go Utes. Brett says lots of talent. Brewer can wing it, but he needs to stay upright more often. He took some hits. And uh, Nick Ford had a tweet after the game, and of course he'll join us uh, Monday mornings, uh, 7.30 right here on the Zone Sports Network. But... um, he tweeted out, improvement will be made, period. Good night, Utes, period. Yeah. And Nick Ford will be on this Monday, even though it's late. Nick Ford will be on Monday, uh, even though it's Labor Day weekend. We are gonna, we're going to be here, right, Yock? Holiday, talking football. So wake up with us Monday morning, even though it's Labor Day. Labor Day is still a work day. Yeah, baby. Samson Nakua will be here at 7 o'clock talking BYU football after the Arizona game, and then Nick Ford at 7.30. So we'll be here for you Monday morning. But I think the offensive line definitely has work to do. Uh, There were some... Some missed blocks in the run game in the red zone early in the game. I think Nick actually had one of them. We can ask him about that. But his body language afterwards said, yeah, that's not going to look good. That's not going to look good on film. That was just his body language going back to the huddle. So, uh, and, and then just the hits Brewer took. And to be fair, Brewer, a couple of them he couldn't avoid. A couple of them I thought he encouraged. He took off for the run early in the game and like, dude, you're not a fullback. What are you doing? But he also held the ball in the pocket 
so his guy could get downfield, and he knew he was going to take a shot, and he did. Uh, those in the pocket, you wish he wouldn't take them, but you get why he does. So you, 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 kinda, you just got to live with those. But the the running and taking the big hit so you can get six yards instead of four, those drive me nuts. There's no reason to be doing that. If you're going to hold the ball in the pocket so you can hit on a 40-yarder, that's one thing. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. More reaction to the Utes opener next. Stay with us.